Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time once again for another installment of Original Showcase. These are the episodes that we do towards the end of a season where Carl and I each bring in uh, some original music that we've composed, some for games, some music that we've worked on collaboratively. Maybe a couple for Marty, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We usually like to blend things that we've worked on collaboratively together and Mm -hmm. things we've done individually. I think over the years that we've done the podcast, we've gotten more comfortable with showcasing diversity. I think when we first started, it was really important that everything in the original showcases either be from a game project that we've worked on or something that sounded like quote-unquote video game music and i think we've sort of gotten more comfortable with just showing the variety of projects that we've done so yeah i feel like every every original showcase i would still say that the majority of the music is gamey and that's the case today and i think there's only a few diversions even if there were no mandate that would be the reality (laughs) of you and i yeah i mean because it's like I feel like I can't escape sounding like video game music because I, I wrote an opera and everyone just told me, oh, it sounds like The Legend of Zelda. Well, I'm excited because Will is playing something today that is should have nothing to do with games, but I'm excited to, to tell Will what it reminded me of that was related to games. Exactly. So yeah. it, it's, it's inescapable. Uh, what you guys are hearing right now, this is a plan from my very recent album, Inflector. This track is called Refractive, which is one of the more fusion-y, kind of jazzier tunes on the album and will uh will what does this remind you of uh what's that game oh yeah sonic mega collection <laughs> is uh spring i remember you said that on the listening party yeah i i hear what you're saying i mean a lot of kind of these chains of surprising major seventh chords yeah that are moving around and in just the kind ways. of synth sounds like it's to me i know it's a silly example because it it's not like the sound of Sonic Mega Collection is iconic sort of or classic anything. or anything. But to me, it's a it's it a, us, it's a good shorthand for describing a certain style of sort of synth fusion video game music. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear you. That kind of rich harmonic vocabulary that's very pretty and everything's a seventh chord. This one was cool because I don't know if you if you heard guys, but the lead instrument on this one was one of the few in the whole project that I actually used a Super Nintendo sample. I remember it's you mentioned that. Super Nintendo. I think. Mega Man X 2 or 3. Like a square lead or something. Yeah, that's what's really fun is that it's them being retro and trying to sound 8-bit, but you can still tell it has a Super Nintendo quality. Sure. So I thought it fit well in the album. Yeah, this is one of my favorite tracks from the album. I'm going to play a couple more later on in the episode. But yeah, let's dive into some music. I have one really fun surprise uh, that I'm excited to unveil to Will and to all of you. So I'm excited about that. And we have something else very exciting that we're going to be unveiling near the end of the episode too. So it's a very exciting day. It is exciting. I was up really late last night. I kept going. I don't know, Carl, if you were watching your Dropbox, but I kept changing. (laughs) Changing. I probably like added and removed and switched things like 50 times. That's hilarious. And I was on Reaper, like making edits of Mm -hmm. different songs i ended up using like none of the work that i did and i went back to my first isn't that always how that's why i always just do one choice and move on Um, yeah (laughs) all right so that was refractive from inflector let's move on to something by will now yeah so uh recently on my birthday actually of this year uh, back in september i released an album called superstar squadron which was sort of a uh 
you know, like a chiptune album in kind of like an FDS Famicom style. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I, it was sort of a concept album. I was working on it with Carlos. He did all the amazing art. And the idea was, was that it was sort of a, you know, side scroller shooter with these sort of strong female heroines. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like two parts Star Fox and two parts something like Gradius. And then also uh, I had a, a lot of part influence. Superstar Soldier. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had a lot of influence from the nes soundtrack to air fortress um which yeah. is not like a super well-known game but or soundtrack, but i really love that was sort of my initial influence i think it ended up sounding a lot like uh just kind of maybe more classic video game tropes so mm-hmm. to speak you know capcom and konami music because that's the stuff that i it's exciting really love. and fun uh yeah so i wanted to play a track from that album that captures that side because i've played other things that were more sort of funky and mm-hmm. i've played some things that were more i guess like classical and marchy this one to me just feels like a more quintessential video game stage theme okay this is uh one of the last tracks on the album it's called attack on planet x all right This one is thrashing. I love the drums on this one. I imagine like an 8-bit drummer like crashing on his noise right. cymbals. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, thanks. Very yeah. exciting This piece. one was really fun. This is a melody that I actually wrote a long time ago. Oh, that's I cool. I came up with it slow on the piano back like in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I could actually I was kind of that. like improvising with my friend who is a trumpet player, and so I was playing some ideas, and then he would sort of imitate it. And So I, I kind of had this voice memo on my phone. I always knew I wanted to do something with this melody. Um, this is definitely not how I initially anticipated using You don't say. But it does stand out. But I think it really works, and it was appropriate for sort of the end of the album. Well, I think this track is very effective, uh, and I'm glad you used that melody because everything around it is super exciting and shredding and busy and, and just so active, and that melody is, is maybe just a little bit more pure than kind of you, emotional. what you might expect. Well, yeah, it's more emotional. one of the things that I love about game music is it's when you nice can combo. have the, that dualism of emotions where an arrangement can be intense and underscore something action oriented and the, um, the kind of epic climactic quality of something but yet you can have a melody that's this emotional anchor. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, there's a lot of final stage themes that do that. I think particularly in the Mario Galaxy series mm-hmm. they do a fantastic job of that where the, or- the orchestra conveys this sort of bombast but mm-hmm. the melody at the heart of it is really intimate and sort of emotional that's so cool that. holy this is fun you know both of us at the start of this original showcase uh we're kind of talking about music from recent albums that we put out and so i'm going to keep that going and i'm going to move on to the title track uh of my recent album this is inflector and if i had to pick this is probably my favorite um from the album cool I think it's if I had to show someone one track from the album, it would probably be this one as far as like how I was able to incorporate the drums and guitar mixed with the chip and the synth. And I really like the melodies and the groove. And um, 
it was probably one that I was the most proud of. After I finished this one, it honestly really motivated me to to keep going and make it an album. And so, yeah, I I, I really am happy with how this turned out. Let's take a listen to Inflector. to the eponymous Inflector <laughs> off of Carl's recent album of the same name. I love this track. Uh, so many things to love about this. Carl had mentioned sort of his process behind it, but I think to me what makes a piece of music like this captivating is all of the different central melodic and um, musical ideas here. I, mm-hmm. I love how catchy it is. It's 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 constructed kind of like a pop song, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little more of like a retro pop song. I think that's um, true. And I love that sort of... I like how that starts it because that... That's um, the main kernel. And, right. and I was very motivated actually to see how... How much continuity can I have, and how much can you get that little kernel in your head by the end of the song? There's times, if you listen to this again, it's kind of cool. There's times when the bass literally plays that. There's times when the bass plays a similar line, but is actually altering it in order to fit the chords. There's other moments when little instruments that you might not even notice play that. Uh, obviously, the chip element element plays it at least like four times, and then it, it ends the song actually with that with that little kernel as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I, not only do I think this is a great example of a piece of music off of this album, but I think uh, this album and this track in particular really represents you and all the things that's strong about your music. Uh, rich melody, lots of different uh, rhythmic ideas, really cool chords, and just fun presentation when you get to this sort of dancey chorus yeah. uh, that's something you're really gifted at and well, I, you don't i feel like always get the opportunity to 
maybe write in that kind of style. Carl in college was in this sort of like 80s synth pop band called mm-hmm. Apartment 4 where he actually played keyboards. Yeah, this chorus and is kind of yeah, channeling Yeah, they that, all had it? this sort of like dancey, fun energy Well, I definitely it. don't get the opportunity to drum on it a sure. lot. And so that was so fun. I mean, I remember like recording this tune, I had so much fun. Like most of the tunes I probably did three to four takes for drums. Uh-huh. Uh, this one, I think I probably did like six just because I was having fun. Like I was like, I got enough that I needed, but I was like, oh, I just want to play it again. You know? Right. I, I'm yeah. I, you can definitely tell that there's a, a different sort of influence or style to how the real performance impacted everything, even from a compositional level. Right. I just it sounds like you approach things differently. But yeah, this one is so strong, and I love how it wraps up again with that little yeah. nugget, which feels like do, do, what do, I love do, is do, the do, first do, time do, you do, hear do, it, do. it feels like it's taken out of context. Yeah, it exactly. It feels like it's a smaller part of a larger phrase, and I love that. It's almost like. I'm not trying to be pretentious here, but it's like, you know, <laughs> Citizen Kane starts with uh, him saying the word rosebud <laughs> and it's supposed to like have yeah. intrigue. But I, I think that's a great way to start something mm-hmm. um, with, with something kind of random and out of context yeah. and then you contextualize it. Well, thanks. Throughout the that was kind of the, the intent. So I'm glad that that you think that worked out. Well, yeah. Inflector <laughs> is Citizen Kane. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Let's move back to Will's album Superstar Squadron here for a very nice kind of Latin jazz chill tune here yeah i did this one for carl because i think this is his favorite track off of the album it is my favorite track uh, yeah this track is called vacation on venus and as i was working on superstar squadron it became important to me to sort of have a nice variety of style and sort of genres represented on the album and it was mm-hmm. part of it just fun for me is expanding on this imaginary world carlos and i would get talking about what are some of the different planets they could fly to and who are some of the villains mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this sort of track came about and he actually had a little bit of influence because I sent him an early version and he really liked it. And he said, you know, I do think it needs sort of like a really funky, like keyboard solo. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I added that. So you'll hear, we'll go through one. I'm loop really glad that it, you listened to him. Yeah, it was, a, I'm very grateful for that piece of feedback. And as you know, Carl, sometimes, you know, tracking in this sort of antiquated software can be really painstaking and time consuming mm-hmm. and trying to get something that sounds like improvised and human it's not is, easy. is sort of a challenge but it was something that I had a lot of fun with let's take a listen to Vacation on Venus Thank you. 
so good. There's moments of this wheel that remind me of Bomberman 93. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know I think if it's, it's some just of those arpeggio instruments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's so jazzy. Yeah, that solo is a perfect addition, kind of a deceptively long form. Yeah, there's no doubt this is my favorite on the album. Oh, cool. I Thanks, know it's man. a little silly because it's such a change of pace for the album. This isn't the sound of Superstar, Superstar Squad. Well, it is one of my favorite. I think my two favorites are probably that Chillin' with the Villains and this one. And they they both kind of have this sort of jazzier, more extended harmony. Sometimes what I love on style. projects is when you go outside of the typical vibe, right. it leads you to some of the best stuff. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It, it, it it's a good way of it's almost like a, if, if you think of like a comedy, a character who is only in one scene but sort of steals the show. Mm-hmm. Like I think of Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers or something. Right. It's like not in very much of Meat it, loaf. but a, yeah, a big part of your memory of it is that character and sometimes right. it's fun in an album to have that one sort of oddball track that can kind of draw some attention because it doesn't sound like anything else. Absolutely. Love that one. All right, I'm going to play the last track today that I'll be talking about from Inflector, and this is actually the final track on the album. It's called Long Way Around. I thought this would be an interesting one to talk about. You know, played Inflector, which is kind of maybe the more prototypical sound of the album. Played that Refractive, which is a little bit more fusion-y. This one, I wanted to end the album on a really relaxing and chill and happy note, and so that was kind of the intent with this one. Let's take a listen to Long Way Around. long way around the final track off of my fairly new album inflector uh this one it's fun will was just making an observation oh this one part is so carl this is a track where multiple times i was thinking of will when i was making it that chorus that i think was the section you were talking about uh that's kind of that funky chromatic melody Uh originally it had a totally different melody and it was a lot more simple 
and it was nice, but it, it wasn't um, it wasn't trying very hard. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, this is the last track. There's one more time for a little bit of you know kind of fun funkiness. Uh-huh. And so then I completely changed that chord, and I was really glad I did. And oh, I remember whoa. when I did that, I was like, I think Will might like this part. Oh, awesome! Wow, that's interesting. And then also on that on that part, you know, where that really kind of happy Christmassy section where the Metroid kind of sign lead sure. that was another section i thought of you as well so oh awesome yeah i had a lot of thoughts when listening to this i i like how the track sort of evolves and you start with more um I, not acoustic instruments roads but, and guitar know, yeah fairly real actual elements, yeah. real elements and then, and then the bass comes the bass in, is like and it's sort of it's in weird the right it's in it's the middle like, it's like wait there's an fm bass is it real or is it fake? but yeah. then when the fm genesis it's really comes nice in, it was, it it was very smart because the addition of the bass a part of it is just any timbre in a low register, especially when it's coupled with real instruments. I think your brain can kind of trick yourself into thinking, oh, it's just someone playing bass with a lot of attack. <laughs> that's or so maybe cool. it's doubled with an that's FM That's Genesis sound. all the way, um, yeah. So that, I think that's really cool how uh, it, it layers in. And then also one thought that I had, when you get to what I consider sort of the chorus and uh-huh. the refrain, I could imagine that with, you know, like... I don't know, like a kind of big bandy brass section kind of a oh, thing, cool. trumpets and saxophones. That would be awesome. Um, but I, I, I would imagine like a, I don't know, like a snarky puppy kind of a, you know, the way that their albums are sort of produced and mm-hmm. everything where it's like they'll have real instruments, but they put like chorus it's and a, yeah, it's kind a of fusion. pedals and it's, stuff it's on really it. interesting. I could combo. imagine that kind of sound on that Melody That's really too. cool. So I hope somebody covers this track someday. You know, one like of my favorite things about band. projects like this is when you have the broad ideas. Like I remember before I even sat down to write this, I was like, it'd be fun to end the album on like a chill tune. Yeah. And if I didn't have that broad idea, this track wouldn't exist. That's interesting. Honestly, like nothing in this would would exist in the world, and and that's what's so fun is some of those initial ideas really lead you on your way to create something. I think the, the fun thing about writing music is that there's so many different ways around to an idea. Sometimes mm-hmm. the impetus is a name. Like if you're writing a song, you have the the title of the song almost is the first thing. For and sure. sometimes it's a melodic idea that starts everything, and then you're kind of responding to that with all the arrangement and production choices. Well, Speaking but yeah, of. sometimes it's a broad kind of idea of, like you were saying, where you think of the mood or the style first and then write this. Well, song. Will, was that the case with what we're going to play next, which is an actual song of yours? Yeah, this is from a upcoming musical that I've been working on for a little while. Yeah, I think you with, talked about it yeah, on last time, OG. Stephen and Brian Kelly. Um, and most of the musical takes place inside it takes place in the 1950s inside a um, juvenile hall like boys reform school Um, and this is sort of a song sung by one of the the kids in the school who's kind of uh, glamorizing and romanticizing life as kind Mm -hmm. of an American gangster um, and a Denzel Washington type, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is sort of a, the, the, my idea for the song is I, I knew that I wanted to do something that would almost have like a, like 1950s television sound. So, mm-hmm. uh, fifties or sixties, like, so eventually I want to do kind of like a Henry Mancini, Lalo Schifrin mm-hmm. kind of arrangement with not quite big band, but a little bit in that direction and maybe yep. have some like jazz flute and stuff. Um, but yeah, this, uh, song is called all American gangster. Uh, 
And this is just a demo of me singing the part. So ultimately, they'll be the main. Uh, ultimately, they'll be the kid Howard who's singing it, mm-hmm. and two of his friends. Let's take a listen. Picture a game of cops and robbers, an infamous name to boot. Victory shot with hot marauders after a hot pursuit. Picture a band of handy outlaws, a perfectly polished crew. The kind you'll find thrilled to kill without pause, cause that's what you gotta do when you're an all-American, all-American gangster. Fair is fair, see it's the American dream to be an all-American, all-American. in peril and living dangerously Imagine the whores and scores are plenty Imagine a penthouse suite you guys are listening to American Gangster. Will, you know what I love about this one the most? It reminds me of the experience of West Side Story. You have... <laughs> these quote gangsters that are singing and dancing right in a way that is so not gangster and 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 you really played that contrast up yeah. like every time he says the word gangster like yeah. the way it's sung it's that sort of chord, broadway it's it's rhythm. so like jazzy and there's a <laughs> cuteness to it which well, i love that and part contrast. of what we're playing is uh the story is uh, it's sort of it's gonna be narrated in sort of like a stand by me ish style yeah where the main character is reflecting mm-hmm. in what is sort of like the present day which would be like the mid 70s mm-hmm. and so all of that stuff is going to be very grounded in reality no right. music in the sort of present and day and this is more kind and of then, over the top yeah it's almost like the memories of the past are romanticizers yeah. seen through that style so that's why it, all the songs are gonna have the old fashioned Broadway pastiche yeah sound um because and again these are kids that would be singing this you know like 14 15 years old Mm -hmm. so haven't quite you know done the um, casting call yet yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's oh that's so great yeah i just i I don't know that was the thing when i first heard it that it really reminded me and i'm sure you were thinking about that definitely yeah lots of influences you know leonard bernstein stephen sondheim alan menken a lot of all those hacks a lot of (laughs) great you know broadway and i can hear all of that in that in that track Probably that's really wonderful cool. thanks okay so i've been very busy this year doing a lot of chip tunes um one of the places that i do a lot of music is actually battle of the bits as you guys probably know and the most recent major battle there was summer chip nine i'm gonna play a couple of my submissions to that battle the first one i'm gonna play is my genesis submission and so this was tracked all on duffel mask i uh, had a really good time with this one it took me a long time like this is it's a bit like I think it had been maybe a few months since I had worked with the tracker and so uh even taking a few months off like you kind of have to relearn some things and so I was surprised with how long this one took me but I'm really glad you know the end product it wouldn't have been quite the same if I didn't use a tracker and so yeah I hope you guys enjoy Far Horizons from Summer Chip 9 <laughs> Thank you. 
This should be in a Sonic game. <laughs> this is Far Horizons, uh, which was uh, from Summer Chip uh, 9. And I think this got the uh, silver medal, second place in the Genesis category. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, this one, um, I, like I said, it took a long time. Uh, there's just a lot of elements to it. One of the hardest things, as Will knows, is trying to add expression to, to music that you already have tracked down, you know. When do you want to have the pitch bends in the bass? When do you want to have certain slides? When do you want the vibrato to come in? And some well, of those forces you fine to be very intentional about it because elements, it's not yeah. a it's not a quick choice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the things that take the most time are those little ornaments. Yeah, um, because you have to just really keep fiddling it until it sounds natural. Yeah, yeah. This one, um, the first thing I came up with was that was that little arpeggio, and I thought it'd be cool to build an entire like house around that. And then cool. when do I take it away? When do I bring it back? And that so it was kind of it was everything was kind of built around that. Yeah, it's I, really strong. I, I love everything about it. I love the groove. I love the arrangement. I really like the melody. Um, and you love your natural minor five chords in minor. <laughs> That's like it, it, it's you, one of my favorite things. You have a you have a very distinct like. I feel like I could write a Carl Brueggemann song. And there are some times when I do certain things. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this feels like a Carl. Gesture you know what's so funny right though here. is whenever you do that, I really like it, but it it sounds different to me. It sure. doesn't sound familiar. It doesn't sound like something I would do. Sure. It sounds like I like it, but I'm. We always have different ways in, you know, and I love that when someone's going for someone else and it ends up just, it still is, is the, their their own voice, but it's like this different Well, what I, I, I've noticed about a lot of your music too is that um, your sort of default in minor is natural minor, mm-hmm. yet you almost always have a moment where you do like a sort Harmonic. of dominant yeah. five chord. Um, mm-hmm. That seems to be like a big impetus, like yeah da da yeah da da. The change, yeah da da. Yeah, the change yeah. of going from natural harmonic is definitely very pleasing to me. Yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's one of the most simple things you can do to add a little bit more mileage. Well, and it it makes it. It's like that's that's the thing that sounds like video game music to mm-hmm. me because that the the kind of harmonic minor is very classical sound yeah. of hearing that you know dominant five chord. But um, also, like, when you have the kind of jazzy extended, you know, minor seven chord for the five mm-hmm. in the beginning, that gives it, like, a more kind of pop, modern sort yeah. of sound. And so that's why, like, a lot of your music, I think, just really fits in the video game landscape because it's it's that mix of sort of, like, classical and pop and mm-hmm. jazz and fusion and all yeah. of that. So I actually just finished a submission for this kind of interesting battle on Battle the Bits that I'll probably share next original showcase. It was it was very different, very interesting. Um, we're now going to move on to a piece of music that Will composed for a project that we're currently, a game project that we're currently working on. Yeah, it's called uh, Nyanru the Super Cat. It's sort of a Sonic-style Genesis side action platformer. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun working on the music. Uh, most of the tracks we've been sort of collaborating in a way that we've done before where we'll sort of divide the duties. Carl will work on the arrangement and the, the chords and everything, and I'll write the melody. This is one where I sort of came up with the tune, and then Carl did the... Arrangement. Implementation, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the main theme from Nyanru the Supercat. I uh, hope you like it.
You guys are listening to the main theme from Neonru, and this one was uh, composed by Will. Uh, I did the implementation of this one, and it's so fun to work in basically a Genesis palette. We have kind of a little bit of a fusion happening. We made our own drum samples that were kind of a combination of a few different Genesis and Arcade We're trying to go, sounds. yeah, for sort of like a... In the same way that, like, Shovel Knight uses the VRC6. So a little better be than your extended. memory. Yeah, like, we wanted it to almost sound like a, a really good FM arcade soundtrack. Right, exactly, yeah. And, and Will was inspired by a lot of really exciting kind of menu music and title screen music, even something like Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do... Well, the examples that he shared, because I guess... What I was thinking for a main theme would be something that would maybe be a little bit more specific to this game in the sort of jazzier style that we'd been playing around with. But that's not really what the developer wanted. He really wanted something that was a little bit more classic. And the examples mm-hmm. that he shared were kind of that... Um, yeah. That sort of like classic video game, Dr. Wily progression. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, okay, if he wants the sort of rocking minor melodic thing i i was i wanted to make something that yeah sounded like exactly just kind of like classic well it was cool because i think the original idea was that it was going to be heroic and triumphant which it is um but i remember we were talking he's like it still has to have a grooviness to it because it has to tie in with a lot of the stage music which is a little more groovy right and so it was fun to try to to maybe split the difference yeah and we have this sort of uh cinematic intro cutscene that i wrote that was very like film music like we wanted it i wanted it to sound like the lucas arts games where it's like you're hearing the style of like cinematic music but done with these fm instruments and so that's like completely done seriously it's not groovy it's very orchestral Mm -hmm. and so then you you go to the title screen and it hopefully will prepare you more for the style of music that you'll get in the game. Well, I'm excited to unveil a nice surprise uh, for Will and Ooh. also for everyone else. So as you guys might know, um, we're kind of preparing for MAGFest, which is approaching really, really quickly. And it's super exciting that Mr. David Wise is going to be at MAGFest this is year. It is very exciting. And I thought it would be so fun to try to do a DKC-esque piece of original music something that was really inspired by david wise's music in the style of our homage projects that we've done before it's something that i've thought about for years i remember someone was talking with me about it and like oh that would be a really interesting one right because it's such a there's such a distinct sound it was so hard it was so 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 hard i mean I really have so much respect for Dave's unique voice after this because a lot of his music, there's this, what comes across as a simpleness right. um, and maybe this inevitable quality. But I, at least for me, almost every choice I was doing, I was like, no, that's not what Dave would do. Right. And I really had to do so many different tries and passes to get it to feel like, like Dave. And I, I hope that one day maybe I could even show this uh, to Mr. Wise. But I had such a fun time putting this together, all done with, with Super Nintendo samples, all from the, the DKC cool. series. Dude, I can't wait to hear um, it. I think it captures one of the things that will talks about a lot which is that melodic ambience yeah the the kind of groovy atmosphere mixed with the fun melody and so i'm so excited i'm for you really to hear excited this. wow this is an original piece called colossal cavern
You guys are listening to Colossal Cavern, which is a brand new original piece that I just made that is inspired by one of my favorite composers, David Wise, and his work for the DKC series. Dude, props. This is so spot on. I mean, you really captured so many specific things. I mean, obviously the arrangement and the mood and the atmosphere and all the Mm -hmm. interlocking ostinatos and arpeggio lines, but the thing that impressed me the most was the melody that (laughs) you really captured his voice in terms of melodic rhythm, melodic direction. It was like, I could almost anticipate what was going to happen before it was going to happen. I was like, I wonder if he's going to go. Yep, he did that. It's like, there's that part of my brain that's like, what's the most David Wisey thing he could do in this moment? It was was so rewarding to work on this and so challenging. I had to listen to so much Dave music and I eventually, when when I was starting to make the choices that were working, every choice that I made that was working, I got a little bit better and a little bit faster at kind of tapping into that and yeah, I, I just, he has such a unique style and voice. I don't even know after working on this if I could still even describe it. Like a lot of um, use of simple scales, such as the pentatonic scale, he, uh-huh. he loves to use that. But when he incorporates other notes, is really challenging. Well, there, it's always really beautiful, spacious chord progressions that mm-hmm. often use minor sevenths. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a, a little injection of blues, but very pure melody. Yeah. And then uh, that sort of morphing synth sound. Yeah, that and electronic. A lot of drones and atmospheric, you know, reverberant drums. And, and that's a lot. That's a lot of different elements to to like crammed into one song. And so it definitely wasn't easy. And originally my intent was to make it a lot more in the ambient direction and maybe less in the kind of bluesy fun direction, but it ended up kind of in a different direction than I had started out. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it yeah, was it was a I, lot of fun. I, I think if like you had to distill David Wise's voice down to a couple things that you do in this track, it would be ba da dum and uh huh ba like that's David Wise in a nutshell. And I love that you kind of have both of those melodic mm-hmm. I don't want to call them cliches, but you know, signatures trademarks in this track. Well that was such a blast to make. So thanks everyone for checking that out. Like for Kochi Kondo, it might will. be yeah da da yeah da da yeah sure. da da yeah da da right, that kind of right. thing, you know. All right, we're gonna now move on to something totally different. This is another song. Yeah, that this is a Will song. Was involved with. Yeah, so my girlfriend Emma and I um, started this kind of soul pop duo called Ember Willow, and we have an EP that's coming out on December sixteenth. Um, a couple weeks ago, we released the first single from our EP and that's what I'm going to be sharing today. It's called Beautiful Girl and we wrote all the songs together and some we, of our discord have heard this song and yeah, responded really yeah. positively to um, it. And Emma sings lead on all of them and I sing some, you know, background vocals and I play like keyboards and stuff. In this track Marty's playing bass mm-hmm. and also did sort of the drum production and everything, but yeah, we recorded and mixed everything at Honeytone Studio, which is the studio that Marty co runs and operates yeah. uh, in Wisconsin. And I can't recommend them enough. Those guys were just so fun and so collaborative. Uh, Emma and I just had a wonderful experience. This is a killer this. song, everybody. Please enjoy Beautiful Girl. I know a girl Beautiful and kind Hidden away Another love to shine Lovely, my dear Dance around the the spring I know that 
God, this sounds so good. Will, so, okay, the moment I was talking about, just before the snare drum comes in, the chorus, Fire Emblem, dude. Yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening. Well, it's a quasi-Dorian <laughs> moment. It's like major four over five. It's, it's so good, I really and like it works sound. in a pop song. I just don't hear it in right. pop songs. I love it I hear because it it's this sort of sparkling brightness. It, that's yeah. what's so great about this is that it has so many elements that could and do successfully work for pop. You just don't happen to hear them. Right. I wish you would hear this stuff. Right. Well, more. what I had a fun with for this song, Emma just came in with the first fragment of mm-hmm. the um, chorus melody. Beautiful girl. That's all she had. Mm-hmm. And so what was fun is kind of like, how can we take that nugget and, and write it. a full chorus out of it? And then how can I harmonize it and contextualize well, what it? What I love about the And then the I chords. wrote the verse melody as kind of like a reduction of that like how can we sure. take that and then bring it in a more sort of minor well what setting. i love about the chords is the chords i would say 90 percent of the time are very simple yeah and then there's these uh, these moments maybe like three or four moments in the tune when you incorporate a little bit more like complex yeah. chords well, and, and those there was are so something effective. important um also just talking with marty and everything that we really wanted it to kind of sit comfortably in sort of a pop space yeah and so I, I think i was maybe more trying to i think if i were left to my own devices it would probably be a lot more rich harmonically yeah. um but it, it was sort of like that nice balance of like we wanted to keep things diatonic enough so that it would sound like it could be a pop song on the radio yeah but i wanted it to be rich enough that it's like it's not just playing to uh i don't know an overly simplistic reduction of well something. you know what i find really interesting and maybe this is a commentary on, on the state of current pop and maybe harmonics where we're at is that you were consciously trying to hold back and to not go with all of your instincts as far as adding richness. And the result is so much more rich than any, anything that's oh, well, out there. Well, thanks. Well, yeah, which and the is interesting. Because well, I've been working on this musical where I'm writing in this sort of old-fashioned, jazzy or Broadway style where I can use any kind of you know chord that I... Yeah, that I wish. So this we need a more fun, of this. But in also, pop music. Emma has a such a sweet and pure, pure voice. voice, and I don't just mean singing voice, but uh, songwriting voice. Like mm-hmm. she'll come in with an idea, and it's just it's so lovable and catchy mm-hmm. to me that I it makes me really excited. And that sort of the impetus for this project was she would show me these ideas, and we'd work on them together. Yeah. and then we'd both just get so excited about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of it started on Valentine's. Day Day of last year i'd sort of bought the um session time and i mm-hmm. sort of surprised her with it and then we had so much fun over the summer working on this can't wait for that ep to drop thanks man all right guys we're going to move on to another tune of mine from summer chip nine this is actually a turbo graphics tune the second time that i've dabbled with that sound chip and this one uh, got first place won the gold in that category uh it's called planet fall let's take a listen
Planetfall from Summer Chip 9. Turbo graphics. This kicks some serious butt. Thank I, you. I, it's very catchy. I love the rhythms. I love the the simplicity of the parallel harmony. It feels super classic. Does it feel Capcom-y um, to you? I was definitely. Going for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I also like the sort of fake out beginning that it's really yeah, yeah. sparse and kind of. <laughs> That's not what the tune is. And yeah. robotic and uh-huh. old computer musicy. And yeah. then it sort of breaks out into this. It reminds me a little bit of um, Marty's Robo Girl 2 track mm. that we play in the band, mm-hmm. uh, the Planet 1 or whatever, that mm-hmm. sort of starts with that little simpler kind of idea and yeah. then expands into the full I gotta track. say, I love working on Turbo Graphics, at least tracking it with Duffel Mask. It's such a fun well, system. Well, you said one of my tracks sounded like Bomberman 93. <laughs> this part, the... Yeah, da, da, I was da, going da, for da, that. Da, 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 I wonder if I... I can't remember if I used some some settings from Bomberman 93 or not. All it needs is a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a blast with this one. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. You had a Bomberman blast. A Bomberman blast. Well, let's move on to another song. Um, this is another demo, right, Well, Yeah, this is another demo from the upcoming musical that I've been talking about. And this one's a little bit more fleshed out. It's still just me singing. Um, this is a different character than the last one. And this is going to be the um, the last thing that you hear in the first episode. So okay. uh, we're going to be releasing all of this as sort of like an audio drama narrative in a podcast format. And there'll be eight discrete chapters. Okay. Um, and so this is a reprise of, I don't want to give away the name of the show or the name of the song. Okay. Um, but this is a reprise from something earlier in the episode. And I my goal for this is I wanted to do something kind of like, um, so a moment that I love in Aladdin is the one jump ahead reprise. And yeah. it's very brief, but it conveys a lot of emotion so beautiful. for the character. And so uh, this is fully orchestrated and I wanted to do something sort of sweet and tender like that, but using the material from the earlier song. So this one's really short, so we'll probably just play the whole thing. Uh, it's about 50 seconds long. This is chapter one epilogue. <laughs> Someday I'll fly some way I'll try or else I'll die in That is so beautiful, guys. That is chapter one epilogue from Will's upcoming collaborative musical with the Kelly brothers. Um, yeah, the whistling <laughs> reminded me a little bit of Christoph Herall. Oh, cool. Yeah, that beautiful um, job on it's, that. It's thank you. The uh, I I love whistling, <laughs> and um, one of the ideas is like you got to do it to the side uh, of the we mic. We wanted though, right? to uh, <laughs> evoke some of the to me like when I think of someone that's sort of imprisoned or in an environment where they don't really have any belongings or musical Mm -hmm. instruments. It's like um, whistling is something that uh, to me is just like, it's just something that you're, you're given. And, don't what you I, think that that intro was video gamey though too? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that that melody in particular is very, 
it, it sounds like something that I would do. Um, and it's very <laughs> influenced by video game music, but, um, yeah, that, that's kind of a callback to, uh, an earlier song in the, mm. the episode. That's awesome. Um, but I also yeah, I like the that. idea that like the character in real life would be whistling. Right. But then mm-hmm. the singing is representing his internal monologue. Sure. So the whistling is sort of a transition from traditional kind of dialogue story narrative mm-hmm. into like a more musical space. So cool, dude. Really, really good. I'm Thanks. so, I'm so excited for that project. All right, let's move on to um, a piece of music that was written by Marty. And this is kind of a cute, fun little moment here. We've actually done this before, you and me, for podcasts that we love. All of us love comedy so much. And we I would say that the genre of podcasts that we all listen to the most are definitely comedy podcasts, which yeah, is interesting. Uh, I know Marty has I know like a too. rich podcast diet. He he, uh, One of his favorite podcasts is Script Notes, which mm-hmm. is a screenwriting podcast. He also loves uh, the Soda Jerkers songwriting podcast. Loves comedy podcasts he as well. He listens to all kinds of stuff. One of the stuff, podcasts yeah. he likes to listen to is called Riffin with Griffin, hosted by comedian Eric Griffin. And similar to a podcast that we love and have done this for, if I were you, every single episode he plays a new submitted theme song and marty made one of the theme songs uh and so we're gonna play that now which is a delight let's take a listen to riffin with griffin marty's theme song here we go No, Marty collaborated with Tomoya Tomita on this. <laughs> this is so adorable and delightful. Riffin with Griffin, uh, Marty's take, uh, Marty's theme song submission to this podcast, which every episode has a different one. That's great. I, it's I love, so cute. I love that he has sort of an opening stinger with vocals, and then he has this sort of instrumental part that kind of I this imagine chilled out could Hawaiian underneath. tropical vibe. Yeah, I, I, that's got to be a sample that sort of steel guitar mm-hmm. harmonized thing. But uh, it's beautiful. So good. I also love the the kind of production on his voice for video game nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me think of like Animal Crossing or yeah, something for like sure. that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a Tataka, and to me, like a Tomoyo Tamita ness, especially when that piano melody came in. There's just like an innocence yeah, oh, to definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's sort of jazzy. This is really cool. You know, I love sweet. that, you know, on our podcast, we got to play a different podcast theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little cross. At some point, we should share at least one of the If I Were You themes. We have. We, we shared the the sort of 8-bit chip Did we? I don't like, remember that at all. <laughs> Broadway-ish one. I don't I remember sharing that. Yeah, we did. Remember, we recorded the episode at mom and dad's house upstairs with Marty. It was that really hmm. long one. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember sharing that if I were you. But yeah, we've done, I think, three of them at this point. Yeah, I think at we least did yeah. three. All right, guys, we're now going to move on to a piece of music uh, from uh, another game project that we're working on, upcoming game that is kind of a slow 
gradual development as cycle is often here. the process with independently developed games you know stuff just takes a long time when you have mm-hmm. a small team and people have other jobs and responsibilities but the fun thing about it is we can build uh, a soundtrack and the score to a game over a period of years which is actually very useful uh this game is currently called unstable scientific um and we've played uh, a previous track from this game called the forest theme and this is actually kind of the next part of the forest. Yeah, the this next forest phase. Too. When you get deep into the forest, things get darker and a little bit more mysterious. So uh, the goal for this track was to take some of the rhythmic ideas and the motifs from that first theme and sort of bring it to a new direction a little bit. Yeah. And I had fun. One of the ideas that I had with this track, um, because one of the things every single piece in this game has a mixture of like chip elements synth elements and acoustic elements and so i i had the idea of like let's just use real piano Mm -hmm. on the melody but eq it in a way so it almost sounds like it's coming out of cheap old radio speakers or something it was a lot of fun let's take a listen to forest theme two You guys are listening to Forest Theme 2 from the upcoming project game Unstable Scientific. And there's actually some elements to this composition that remind me of some of the things we were talking about last week, actually. What were we talking about last well, week? We were talking about ice and snow music, which oh, is yeah. interesting and ironic. This isn't an ice and snow theme, right. but I think it has some of the things that we were mentioning last week. Sure, yeah. It's a, this is another track that uses the Phrygian mode, mm-hmm. um, which is something a couple tracks in this game have used. I don't know. I must have just been in that headspace. Um, but I do think it has like a darker quality to it. And the original mm-hmm. one is much more lively and positive. Yeah. And so I think bringing it into this darker space and also with the melody, I really wanted to have some out there outside chromatic dissonance tones. tension. I think this melody to me, it ends up sounding very influenced by, uh, one of the themes from the Incredibles, the syndrome uh-huh. theme. Um, well, I just in the production the way that some of influenced that... by the gorillas kind of, yeah, definitely in a way. Yeah. Like I, Classic that beach. sort of riff that I 
did in the beginning, I, I found that sort of synth sound um, that really reminded me of Gorillaz. It was fun that I got to take a little road solo, too, <laughs> at one point, just oh, very right. briefly. Um, there's been a couple of tracks where we've had little solos. Actually, the Forest Theme 1, I believe, had a marimba solo. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, so that was cool to incorporate that. Yeah, it's a, it's been a really fun mix, like Will said, of the acoustic elements, the synth elements, and just a lot of different genres. Well, I think the big thing explored. is like we, we still want it to feel like a classic video game stage theme and mm-hmm. that it's it's primarily melodic in that there are these, you know, A section, B section. It's that kind of video game form, but just the presentation yeah. is not... Not necessarily what you'd expect. Well, let's move on to another chiptune of mine. Um, this was exciting. Uh, this summer was the release of Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 8, the yearly compilation project that features amazing artists, chiptuners from all around the world. And I was very blessed uh, for the second time, uh, one of these compilations, actually the third time, uh, to be featured. Uh, I was featured in Volume 7, and then also last year there was a, a winter-themed album that I was on, and then I was able to make this one. This is a tune of mine that I submitted called Date with Density. I hope you enjoy. Are listening to Date with Density from Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 8. I thought you said Destiny. <laughs> I don't know what I said the first time, but it is Density. Uh, a little callback. Callback to Back to the Future there. Um, yeah, this one I t- spent a long time. I, I think, I can't remember if, the, yeah, I think this was the case where I wrote two different tracks and kind of picked which I remember one that. I thought was going to be better. And this one I spent a lot of time on. Um, kind of a dense production. Um, again, no pun intended. Yeah, interesting fusion of different 
sounds. Um, I thought it would be cool because when I think of the Chiptunes Equals Win community, there's a sound that comes to mind which is maybe a little bit more energetic. Um, and I thought it would be cool to have a more down-tempo, chilled-out tune. Ooh, but also sure. there's energy idea. to it. There's a danciness to it as well. I love the drum sound, the sort of Thank electronic, you. hard-hitting drums. They, mm-hmm. they really sound great. And they complement the chip sounds in a really nice way, I think. That's cool. Yeah, no, this was this is a lot of fun to work on, and I was very, uh, you know, touched to be included on this uh, this compilation with so many great artists. So, guys, definitely check out uh, Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 8. It's a wonderful album. So much good music on it. Cool, man. Yeah, we have some exciting stuff to oh, unveil Oh, yes, here. we do. Okay, guys. So, some of you have been asking for a long time, but we're finally ready to basically announce and discuss and share some music from... Hero of Legend, Volume 2. I can't wait. Uh, I, I feel like with all this Hero of Legend stuff, I'm, it, it takes me like clamoring for it for years. Mm-hmm. And then it, the rest of us actually yeah. start working Dive on into it. Because I wrote that first overworld like NES theme. Mm-hmm. I don't know, probably like five years ago at this point. Right. And it was like three years after that that we started working yeah. on it. Similar thing um, with this. Yeah. Similar with this. I so made like guys, a 16-bit version of that overworld mm-hmm. theme like the last week that we were working on Hero of yeah. Legend. So, guys, you should know that we have officially started work on Hero of Legend 2. Uh, a decent amount of music has been written Uh having so much fun with this project all three of us again are contributing yeah to it. and so if we haven't mentioned before this is our um it's the plan is to do a three volume legend of zelda tribute project mm-hmm. and the first part was all done using fds famicom instruments and the goal for this the second volume is all super nintendo 16-bit sounds mm-hmm. but the goal is for all of the volumes to not just you know the first one wasn't We're just an imitation to that of the legend of style, zelda yeah. and this isn't just an imitation of a link to the past we're borrowing influence from the entire series for every volume and, yeah in mm-hmm. each volume so there's um stuff in this chapter that's going to sound like the ocarina of time mm-hmm. and um we kind of wanted to even blur later the games, lines yeah. yeah and show so the first track that we're going to play is one of marty's and he was very influenced i know from the ordon village theme twilight princess twilight princess yeah so hearing this kind of twilight princess vibe coming from the super nintendo is such a trip and it's such a cool beautiful thing so very exciting project we're going to play today three tastes of what we've done so far one from each of us yeah one from it's cool because with zelda it's all about three you know there are three pieces of the triforce wisdom power and courage and there's three marcato brothers so Mm -hmm. i don't know which of us is wisdom and power and courage i'll we can let you guys decide that let's take a listen to a rowan village Thank you. 
So exciting. You guys are listening to Aroan Village. This is one of Marty's compositions from our upcoming Hero of Legend Volume 2. We're so excited to finally be able to announce that I'm and talk really about I'm really excited. I kind of, uh, I'm almost like a binge drinking or drug addict when it comes to Zelda music because we decided like we're working on this and mm-hmm. then I already had finished like eight or nine tracks like yeah. within a couple weeks before Carl and Marty had, had done any. Done any. Yeah. And so, so we're playing catch up I now. actually haven't written some for this project for like a couple months now Mm -hmm. because like i i just i don't want to get too far ahead i don't want to finish every last thing right um but it's just been gotta leave some for the rest of us it's been so fun (laughs) uh uh, working in uh, koji kondo is i mean every anyone that listens to the podcast knows this my favorite composer by far and i love trying to get into the headspace that he was in for the zelda games and to Mm -hmm. kind of just obsess over his melodic style and his harmonic choices and that's just been and getting to work with these um instrument sounds from link to the past is just such a it's delight. been a lot of fun it's a very nice change of pace from the first album well now let's move on to one of will's compositions for hero of legend volume two and the title of this has a nice nod to another amazing zelda composer yeah, composer that we've acknowledged recently uh this track um, is called Toru Mountain, and we wanted to share sort of three different styles of yeah. music today. I think we're we're each going to hopefully do something action oriented, something more subdued, mm-hmm. something more um, you know wistful and melodic. Uh, but we wanted to showcase uh, three different sides of Zelda music. So this yeah. is. Um, kind of a heroic mountain theme. I was very influenced by the dark world and Mm -hmm. the dark death mountain Valley theme from a link to the past. And I sort of wanted to capture Koji's kind of, I don't know, harmonies and fourths and sort of a driving darkness, melodic rhythm. Let's take a listen to Toru mountain. You guys are listening to Toru Mountain. Uh, you know, very astute listeners will hear a callback to Marty's wizard theme from a volume one. Yeah, I love the that theme that Marty wrote. It has that sort of Dorian modal wisdom. So I wanted to end um, this piece with doing the... So a lot of fun callbacks and fun nods, even a nod to the volume swell of Time of the Falling Rain. Yeah. I, I w- One so thing fun. That's, that's fun is we're... we're it's really important for us to not make sound alikes. No, so we don't want to make like 
Kakariko Village with a slightly different melody. Yeah, that and doesn't. Sound I didn't want to do the Dark World theme with a slightly different melody. We so, want new music, yeah, the, new fresh music. The goal is to sometimes to yeah, new music, but it definitely feels like it's of the mind. And so, for instance, we're probably not going to have like a theme of the falling rain kind of piece mm-hmm. with that. Kind of thing, so I thought like, well, this might be a good opportunity in this B section to pay to some homage to that that kind of tremolo string sound, but in a completely different harmonic yeah, context. So we've been having sure. fun. I think you know, with all of our tribute albums, we've kind of narrowed in on what's the most successful, and I think um, it actually isn't just doing the pastiche, imitating one specific track. It's sort mm-hmm. of distilling. Uh, the melodic style or harmonic rhythmic vocabulary of lots of different pieces of music into something sort of new. And what's been fun is, um, I I know for you, Carl, like you wrote this great sort of dark castle theme and it was, it it was like, it's this nice blend of sounding like the Hyrule castle. Castle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of its own thing. It's not a sound alike of something else, but it's kind of imagining like, what if there was a spinoff or Mm -hmm. sequel to link to the past that had these other sort of areas and these other environments, but was written by Koji Kondo. So that's, what's been so fun for us working on this. Well, now we're going to move on to a piece that I composed for this project. Uh, Will, how would you describe this piece? This feels almost cinematic. Uh, Link to the mm-hmm. Past was the first Zelda game that had sort of a concrete story where you yep. could interact with characters and talk to them and there was dialogue. And um, so one thing that's been fun about this project is I think all of us have been getting into some of the more cinematic mm-hmm. styles of the Zelda music, things that really came to life, especially in Ocarina and Majora's Mask yeah. and later. Um, and uh, I, I definitely think that's what you're going for just judging by the title of this absolutely. track but this i just i absolutely love what you did with this track i'm really excited for people to hear it let's take a listen to a very simple romantic piece of music called longing for prince koji <laughs> Listening to Longing for Prince Koji from her upcoming Hero of Legend, Volume 2. Yeah, I'm so excited for this volume, um, and particularly because my favorite side of Zelda music is actually not the big action-y heroic side. It's yeah. the sweet, sentimental, melodic I ballad. Agree. And if you look at all the tracks I've done so far, they're almost <laughs> all in that style, so I feel like I can't 
do any more, um, and I have to do. We have to <laughs> make sure there's enough like exciting yeah. heroic things. But that's the right. thing is like some of the most iconic Zelda pieces are these sweet, tender moments. Whether it's a village theme or a character theme, yeah. Um, and I just think you you captured it so beautifully. I love the Thank simplicity you. and not just like melodic simplicity, but elemental um, yeah. arrangement simplicity. Like the voicings of that harp arpeggio are so specific and mm-hmm. that's the thing Zelda music's a lot more sophisticated I think than it might get credit for because the melodies are so pure and iconic but there is that almost like Chopin-esque attention to detail mm-hmm. where it's, it's very simple to play and very simple to listen to but you know it's very finely precise I mean I know and, that was at least the case for me with that left hand part I mean well it, and I what's great is like I think if people didn't know who wrote this they might think the same composer that wrote that village theme that we played earlier mm-hmm. was the person who wrote this. Yeah, that was actually really fun is that now, at least in this episode, listening to those two, it seems like they belong together on a game, right. don't they? Well, and there's a, another track that Marty wrote called Cascade that sounds mm-hmm. very similar to this other piece that I wrote called Nico I love the when Fairy. that happens. And so this, we're all yeah, in a similar headspace. It, it's really fun, yeah, because, I mean, we're all kind of trying to pay homage to the, the same set of composers and soundtracks. And we each have our own takes and styles, of course, but I think yeah. it's been working almost better than the, the first volume. I'd I say. think so, too. Well, guys, I hope you're all excited and looking forward to this. We're bringing, we're trying to all bring our A game. We're having so much fun. Really proud and excited of what we've done so far. Uh, don't really have necessarily a release window to, yeah. to, <laughs> to specifically say today, but look forward to it in the future. Um, this was such a fun episode. Uh, we're going to play out with another a piece of music from Super Superstar Squadron. It's a nice medley that Will can uh, kind of set up before we do that. Uh, but what a fun time. Thanks so much, everybody, for, you know, Listening to our music today, uh, it's so fun for us to share this. Uh, some new, exciting unveilings we had today. Yeah. Just the best. And so, yeah, you can find all of our original music at supermarcadabros.com. There's a mm-hmm. link to our Bandcamp page there. And if you liked that uh, Ember Willow song that we played earlier, Beautiful Girl, um, you can go to emberwillow.com and you can pre-order the album there you can also mm-hmm. pre-order the album on itunes and um i think there's even a way to like save it early on spotify um so yeah but you can actually buy the single beautiful girl on Bandcamp right now so yeah emberwillow.com we're super excited about thanks that. thanks so much everybody we're getting very close to the end of our season and our 400th episode oh, we're gonna boy. play <laughs> we're gonna play you guys out with superstar medley excerpt yeah so this is just a, a short excerpt um the the medley sort of takes two themes this more heroic exciting theme and this kind of goodbye uh i used two different pieces from the track this is an and a- it's excerpt orchestral that I, we should say right? <laughs> yeah this is a real instruments orchestral a bonus medley. Track. i just wanted to focus on the the latter half of it um to play sort of the more sweet and sentimental side so this is an excerpt um just as we fade out here happy holidays guys thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you next week my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out 